Welcome to episode one of the Jaws Obsession, where our mission statement is very simple. We're here to share with you, prove to you, convince you, or remind you that Jaws is the greatest movie of all time. And uh, this is the inaugural episode, so I thought it was fitting to explain just exactly what the Jaws Obsession is. But how about this? Let's uh, let's start with what are we not? We are not going to be a uh, film student, film geek, uh, film movie connoisseur podcast. There are much better shows to learn about uh lens options uh, that Spielberg had at his disposal and what Moody was trying to convey with the choice of angles, uh, two, three, five to one aspect ratios, frame compositions, all that jazz. Uh, we might step into those areas, but this is not exactly what we're trying to do here on the Jaws Obsession. What we are also not is we're not a minute-by-minute minute analytical show about Jaws. Uh, that has already been done. Uh, it was uh, it was all the rage a couple years back for... Uh, Super fans of uh, certain movies would take that movie and then they would go and start a podcast where they would go uh, each minute, minute one would be episode one and minute two would be episode two. And in those episodes, they would talk about just what happens inside that episode or that minute of that movie. Uh, that's already been done. Two gentlemen already successfully tackled that aspect on the podcast called The Real Jaws Minute a few years back. Uh, can be found floating around all the different podcast websites. And uh, yes, gentlemen, I did listen to all 143 episodes of The Real Jaws Minute. Uh, this, you know, we wouldn't expect anything different on this place called The Jaws Obsession. We got to do just that and try to soak up every minute of the Jaws talk that's out there. The problem with that format there is uh, Jaws is just too great of a movie. And um, to just lock in and talk about one minute... You know, sometimes the full scope of the greatness that is Jaws, you must talk about all the other scenes that relate to that one minute. And so if you're just locked into one minute of the movie, you're kind of limiting how much you can actually get down and really dissect what's going on. 
So we're not going to be a minute-by-minute analytical show uh, for those reasons. Um, We're also not going to be long-winded or drawn out. Your time is precious with all the distractions of work and life. Uh, The entertainment distractions, what do we got out there? They they call it content fatigue these days. We have... um, we got an Amazon, Netflix, YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, cable TV, DVD, Blu-ray. I mean, everybody's everything's competing for your time. So we're going to be uh, we're going to follow the Navy officer principle of uh, be short, be brief, be good, be gone, and uh, that's what this podcast is going to do. It's actually not a, we're going to call it a broadcast. I got to I got to stop with that. This is a lot bigger than a podcast and. Uh, we're only going to be audio too. We're not going to do any video uh, for the time being, so you can just just listen while you're driving. That's what the that's what the whole purpose is: get in, get out. Uh, what we're not going to do is also we're not going to be a show about Jaws two, three, four, Jaws Revenge, other popular shark shows, and uh, all that all those movies that exist in the Jaws lexicon, whether it's uh, Deep Blue Sea or Meg. And all that other stuff. The guys over at the Daily Jaws, dailyjaws.com, thedailyjaws.com. Successfully, they tackle that. And I urge everyone to start their day with the dailyjaws.com because it's the greatest way to bathe in everything that is Jaws. The, the folks over at the dailyjaws.com, they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They got their own YouTube page. I mean, they cover all the bases for pop culture Jaws content. And uh, they are the ones that handle the daily grind of websites, media content, and they do a wonderful job at it. And uh, that's a lot more uh, of time than what we have here at the Jaws Obsession. So we're going to let them tackle all that kind of stuff. And we're only going to focus on Jaws. Uh, we might not, I might kind of touch on Jaws 2, which is, uh, in my mind, it's very underrated. I like Jaws 2. Um, but we're going to, uh, we, we might touch in there, but we'll always bring it back home to Jaws. We're not going to focus on other things. So, um, but we also look forward to working with the, uh, the folks over at thedailyjaws.com. Um, because uh, we're going to need everybody in this together. So what are we here over at the Jaws Obsession? Uh, Proof, convince you, or just remind you that Jaws is the greatest movie of all time. What this originally was going to do is uh, we were going to just, uh, you know, just do a deep dive into all things that were Jaws. But that was the original intent of of this broadcast. But it actually evolved. And what it is, we can't just look at, uh, that's why saying a podcast is just too small. The real purpose of this broadcast right now it just can't be revealed yet. Let's just say we're going to make a big shockwave to the Jaws world. And um, and we all need to come together and we all need to make this happen. I can't do this by myself. That's why I've started this broadcast. Um, and uh, if we all spread out on our own, we're not going to accomplish great things. So if we all come together, all the Jaws fans from around uh, the world... Um, that we're all going to be, that I will be focusing on. I will be focusing on not, uh, not just aspects of Jaws, but fans of Jaws that have um, little mini arts, art and crafts they do, or um, all sorts of things. We're going to get into that in, in future episodes. We're going to do something very special, and I just can't, I really want to say, but I can't. The big reveal of this, the big reveal of this purpose of the Jaws obsession is going to be episode 20. And only then will we actually learn the sheer power that we have in leaving our uh, what are we going to leave? You know, if leaving our mark in time, leaving our footprints to the sands of uh, the Jaws shoreline. Episode 20, we got to get these up first 20 episodes down, get them pushed out, and uh, that's going to be the Jaws obsession. And then episode 20, we're going to find out exactly what the heck is going on here. So until then, we're going to have some fun talking about Jaws. So let's just jump right in. Uh, this is, uh, let's see, we're going to be a weekly show. 
uh, inf- uh, let's, let's just say this is going to be an information trading post where we can do a deep dive into all sorts of aspects of JAWS and prove to the new generations that there's, uh, there's a reason why we all list JAWS as our favorite film. If not in the top three movies, when someone asks, what's your favorite film? Usually a lot of us, if you're here listening to this, a lot of us will either say Jaws or it's right up there. But I mean, even people that don't like movies, they like Jaws. So why is that? We're going to answer those questions. We're going to talk about the aquatic sounds at the beginning. It's my favorite part of the movie. Um, Actually, one of my favorite parts of the movie is actually very beginning on the Universal logo when it comes up. What are these sounds that uh, that these uh, aquatic chirping sounds that you hear uh, kind of in the background? And uh, let's play play them right now. I got them uh, queued up here. Let's play them. So that's the beginning of the movie, and those are the sounds that we're going to be focusing on. What are those sounds? How did they make those sounds? And do these aquatic sounds have a higher purpose in the movie? Uh, what do you think? You can email me here at uh, jawsob2025 at gmail.com. It's uh, jaws, the letters OB2025 at gmail.com. Or go to the contacts page at jawsob.com and... Um, let me know what you think, but uh, we're going to try to do a deep dive into this. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we can pull out of here. Uh, when I'm talking about this, uh, the the sound that clip that you just heard is I pulled it off of the original two channel stereo sound uh, from the soundtrack. What you do not, what you do not want to do is you do not want to listen to the 5.1 surround sound, the new sound that they have on all the DVDs and Blu-rays. Luckily, Jaws is one of those movies they included the original sound in the soundtrack. So you have to, uh, when you start the movie, you just uh, go to the alternate audio tracks and you go to track two, which would be the original stereo track that was released with the film back in 1975. And um, these are the sounds that uh, John Williams and Steven Spielberg and the sound design, that's they all planned on you to hear. So I don't know uh, what kind of uh, clowns were able to butcher it when they did the 5.1 surround sound for this, but the gunshots changed, sound effects changed, and what they did was they took these aquatic sounds, they pushed them into the back, and they put more um, kind of bubbly water sounds over the top. I'm not going to play you, play you that. We don't need to go into that, but we will. This That's probably going to be a whole nother episode where I'm just going to pick apart the differences in the original sound compared to this new sound. So when you see Jaws nowadays and it's at the movies, you're going to see it with the new uh, if they have like a revival screening, most likely they're going to have the new soundtrack with it. If you see it on TV, it's going to be the new soundtrack to it. And it just, it, it's like, you know, nails on a chalkboard for me. I mean, it, that's the, it's just, it's not, it's not a pleasant sound. Uh, they take uh, the, 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 the rifle shots uh, from, uh, from Quince M1 are all changed. Everything there's, I mean, that's a whole nother episode that we're going to get into that, but for now, we're going to fo- anything you ever hear on the Jaws Obsession is going to be the original two-channel stereo sound of the original 1975 release. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. So those aquatic sounds are more upfront and they're more uh, apparent. And I, I just absolutely, uh, th- that to me, when I heard that as a kid, that meant Jaws was going to start. 
So I always wondered, what were they? What are they trying to be? Was it, is it maybe a fish or dolphins? Um, you know, um, I've been underwater. I've been, uh, have, I've spent my fair share of time deep underwater and I've never heard sounds like that underwater. So it's not, uh, it's, it's not, it can't be aquatic life. Um, you know, it's not very mechanical sounding, obviously. So it can't be uh, any boats or anything like that. I actually had a theory one time that it was going to be the harmonica from the guy on the beach, that that was what the, the that was what the shark was hearing, uh, as the harmonica sound hit the water and because sharks have excellent hearing and that's what the, uh, the great white was picking up, uh, was that, but it just doesn't match. I've played the harmonica parts and I've tried to overlap them and it just does not match. So one day, um, I think I found the answer. So one day I'm just watching, um, the birds, Alfred Hitchcock's the birds and it starts. Okay. And the universal logo, Alfred Hitchcock was a director working for uh, universal and with the universal logo starts in the birds. And this is what is played. Okay. So I heard that and I go, Oh my, it just, it, 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 um, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, uh, that's gotta be it. So I actually ended up, we, we got to do a deep dive into just what were those sounds from the birds. Okay. Um, and this is going to lead us to the, the, the realization that Jaws actually has synthesizer, uh, in the sound design. Was this the idea of John Williams or Steven Spielberg? We don't know. We're going to try to find that out right now. So those sounds you just heard are from the opening of the birds and it's the same. It's that, that sound is over the universal logo. Um, you can go to our, uh, discord, uh, channel, uh, at jaws, OB hashtag 1973 or our telegram channel at jaws, OB at, over at telegram. And, uh, in the show notes, you're going to see, I have, uh, the clips all lined up. You can just click on the links and watch the uh, intros to both movies. And you can hear these sounds over both universal logos. Um, so in the case of the birds, it was a, a gentleman named Oscar Sala, um, born in 1910, died in 2002. He's a 20th century German physicist, composer, pioneer of electronic music. He played an instrument called the Troutonium. Uh, it was a predecessor to the synthesizer. Okay, so Sala, he studied piano and organ during his youth, performed classical piano concerts as a teenager. In 1929, he moved to Berlin to study piano and composition with a composer and violinist, uh, Paul Heinmuth, at the Berlin Conservatory. Uh, he also followed the experiments of Dr. Friedrich Troutwein at the school's lab laboratory, learning to play with uh, Trout Troutwein's pioneer electronic instrument called the Troutonium. So in uh, June uh, 1930, Sala and Paul Heinmuth gave a public performance at the Berliner Hall called New Music Berlin 1930 to introduce the Troutonium. Uh, did a bunch of concerts with it, and he and so Sala took this instrument that this guy had invented called the Troutonium, and he kind of ran with it. And uh, he, uh, Sala was studied physics at the University of Berlin. Uh, he helped develop. Um, Let's see, the, the Volks Troutonium. Let's see, a, a Troutonium that Telefunken hoped to popularize. There's great names, aren't they? Uh, 1935, he built a radio Troutonium. And in 1938, a portable model called the Concert Troutonium. So 
we have to look at what was the Troutonium. It was, um, and that's what Sala kind of uh, brought in in 1948. He developed it was called the Mixter Troutonium, um, which allowed for the first time music uh, history to execute sounds which have been only known in theory since the Middle Ages, uh, but they were never actually playable. Sala's invention opened the field of subharmonics, the symmetric counterpart to overtones, so that a thoroughly distinct tuning evolved. So how does this uh, line up with Hitchcock? So Hitchcock uh, decided to, uh, he wanted to do um, the score of the birds without any eventual, conventional score. Instead, he made use of sound effects uh, to counterpoint all the silences. So he wanted to use uh, electroacoustic, uh, the mixture troutonium, to create the bird calls and noises. So Hitchcock was very enamored with uh, Oscar Sala, and he went and he had him use this thing called the mixture troutonium to make all the sound effects for the birds in the birds. So you don't have any real birds. That's very, it's using frequencies and it's using modulation. And what, what's, what's coming out is a very intense sound. And so how that's how all the pitches, they played with pitches and stuff to make the, give the audience more on edge to, to put the audience on edge. Um, so the director commissioned Sala uh, and another gentleman named Remy uh, Gassman to design electric uh, electronic soundtrack they are credited with electric, electronic sound production and composition. And Hitch, Hitchcock's previous musical collaborator, Bernard Herrmann, who was his composer on his movies, is credited as the sound consultant. So they opened up um, the birds with this uh, with these sounds made on this gentleman Oscar Zala's instrument called the uh, Mixter Troutonium. So let's hear him play a little bit of this, and uh, we're going to get um, and and then we're going to bring this to a close. This idea to a close. So here's Oscar Sala uh, playing a little bit on his mixture Troutonium. If you can, listen to the background sounds and listen to um, the noises that are coming out of it and think of that Jaws opening. Really cool instrument, really cool instrument there. That was Oscar Sala. There, a link to that video uh, can be found uh, at the show notes um, on our pages. And uh, he he's, has a ton of material. People have him on YouTube. Um, uh, so the, the instrument is like this, uh, it's this modified, it's the, since it's the predecessor to the synthesizer, it's got all electronics and knobs. It's like a big cabinet. And um, 
and he sits there and he was playing this on stage and stuff. So he used this to make those sound effects. So um, Oscar Sala sound effects, the birds to Hitchcock, right? And we know that Spielberg was a huge Hitchcock fan, right? Everybody makes uh, light of Jaws on uh, because the shark wasn't working. So they had to use, Spielberg had to reach his inner Hitchcock and uh, get the yellow barrels and to uh, create the suspense, to create the fact that the shark's there and get these scenes knocked out. He had to use uh, his filmmaking expertise in order to, and that's why the Jaws, uh, that's one of the reasons why Jaws uh, turned out as amazing as it, as it did. Was it Spielberg's idea or was it John Williams' idea? Because John Williams was also, obviously he's in charge of the sound design and the composition, and he was a fan of obviously Bernard Herrmann. So um, did John Williams open up with these sounds as over the Universal logo as a tribute to Hitchcock's decision to, or Bernard, uh, to, or Bernard Herman's decision to open up over the Universal logo with the bird sounds. So what I tried to do was I cross-referenced them and I tried to play them over the top of each other. So let's listen to the bird's opening and the jaw's opening played over the top of each other. So you can see that there's a very a very big similarity uh, between the two openings, and um, that's where I believe that this was uh, Spielberg's nod, tip of the hat to um, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, Alfred Hitchcock was still alive at the time of the making of Jaws, and he would be around Universal. So I believe Spielberg was doing this. Um, but there's only one way of working on that. We're going to put that on the list uh, when we do get to... Uh, talk to uh, people involved with the movie. Maybe we can get this answer. One last note was uh, I was uh, working on the sound, isolating the sound, and I ended up playing uh, the very ending. I went to the very ending of the credits of Jaws, and it was very interesting because this is only on the st original soundtrack, 1975 original soundtrack. This is not on the new soundtrack, but if you listen to the very ending of the credits, we get this. So what we have there is we have the same uh, uh, nautical uh, aquatic bird sounds, seagulls uh, sounds um, that open up the movie, but we heard it from the shark's point of view underneath the water. And then at the end, we're hearing that on the beach as, the, as uh, you know, Martin Brody and Matt Hooper are seen coming ashore and uh, the movie comes to a close. Again, the new sound, 5.1 uh, sound, the, the, when they redesigned the sound, they took out that final sound of birds and way, the birds in there. And I think that ruins the bookends. That's what's amazing about this movie is that it's, it's a perfect bookend. Was this purposely done? Uh, what do you think of this idea? Do you think this uh, settles the case? Is that what these sounds are? Uh, do you think this was Spielberg's idea? Let us know. Why don't you write, write us a letter at uh, Jaws OB? 2025 at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Oh. There's the music. And with that music, that's uh, coming to the end of episode one. 
So we're going to get out some of this uh, legal stuff. Uh, the movie Jaws is copyrighted property of Universal Studios. Any references and sampling from the movie Jaws in this episode is intended to fall within Section 107 of the Copyright Act. The copyrighted materials are fairly used for the purposes of criticism, comment, reporting, teaching, and research. The materials used here are protected by the Fair Use Guidelines of Section 107 of the Copyright Act. All rights and reserves to the copyright owners. So, with that, uh, let's say, remember to go to the JawsOB.com. That's our website, Jaws, the letters OB.com. Or you can say JawsObsession.com. That's also good, but I have a trouble time. I have trouble spelling obsession sometimes, so... We got JawsOB.com, and we're gonna, you can follow the links on the contact page to our Telegram and Discord channels, where you'll find a complete archive of the show notes of this episode, links, more. You can watch the videos. You can play these sounds over and over again that we just heard, and you can do your own research um, and do your own deep dive into the world of Jaws. So let's get those questions and ideas for possible future episodes to JawsOB2025 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, farewell and adieu, and show me the way to go home. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired.